Welcome to episode 9 of All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Library's podcast about books, movies, and all things pop culture. I'm your host, Michelle Snyder. And I am Jacob Maracle. And we're really happy to be here. Happy January 29th, which also, I don't know if you know this, Jacob, this is really important. Happy National Puzzle Day. It's, oh, I had not pieced that together that that was today. Oh my National Puzzle Day. I like that. You, you are a genius. You are an <laughs> underrated genius. I'm calling Mensa for that. That was really I, good. Thank you. Thank you. Um, be here all week. <laughs> so um, something interesting that I learned um, this week is about New Year's resolutions and that this is right about the time that most people start quitting them. Yeah. About 80% of people fail to stick to their New Year's resolutions for longer than six weeks. That sounds about right. Yeah. That sounds like you get your gym membership, you go the first couple of weeks. That's really know. sad, though. It is sad. I don't understand. You know, it's not that hard if you want to do something new. It was obviously a good idea last month. I don't know what changed so quickly. I had two resolutions, and I think I broke them in the first week. <laughs> See, you're, you're one of those people. What, what, what were your resolutions? I was going to stop eating red meat. And I think I had a burger on January 3rd. Wow. That did not take long at all. And I try to think my my resolution for the year before, I've done pretty good but not perfect, which was to no longer use any plastic bags when I go to a store, like to always bring my own bag. All right. That it's done, that it's, seems like a, noble, a pretty easy one to do. It's okay. Wait. Sometimes I forget to bring it, and then I'm like, well, what am I going to do? Just, like, tug it out of my you pants? Buy that Wegmans bag. You know, they got those at Yeah, the but store. it's not usually Wegmans that's the problem. It's like if I go to Walgreens or Target or something. Oh, yeah, where well, you're kind of forced to get the plastic bags and it's, those. It's really well, tough. Those, those are noble, noble um, resolutions well, you had there. Well, it seems so. There was a uh, study um, in a scientific journal that about 55% of resolutions were health-related, like exercising more, eating healthier, and that... About twenty percent were getting out of debt, and then the rest are probably really twenty percent. I don't yeah. know if that's really a resolution you can do. That's kind of out of your hand. You know, you just kind of pay it down. You should be doing that anyways. You well, shouldn't just be. So the, well, then I was reading further, like speaking of the debt one, and that one of the problems that there's like three main problems when people set resolutions, and the first one is that they're too overwhelming, and okay. one of those is to be like, I'm going to pay off all my debt this year, yeah, and then. You know, you buy something and then you realize you're already failing. So one of the solutions to that is to set smaller milestones. So not to be like, I'm going to like pay everything off and be this magic person, but I'm going to like pay $30 a week or something like that. Keep, keep things within, you know, reachable goals. You know, you don't yes. want to set the bar too high. Yeah. Another problem is that resolutions are too vague. So maybe someone would be like, I'm going to get a better job this year. I'm going to be a better person. Yes, exactly. So you have to like make like a smart goal, like, you know, something that you can actually reach towards that isn't just in the clouds. You know what I heard this year? That some people are actually like getting off of the resolution game and they're starting to get more like themes for the year. Themes? Themes. Like, you know, this this is going to be the year of something or, you know. I'm this is going to be my year of 80s hair. Yeah, my 80s hair year. This is the year I'm going <laughs> to live life like Game of Thrones. You know, it's people <laughs> That's just. a terrible one. Please don't live that. <laughs> well, it depends on which character. I won't, I won't survive till the end of the show. <laughs> the other one, and this I will say is the number one thing that happens to me with New Year's resolutions, is you fell for the false first step. That's a lot of Fs in a row. It is a lot of Fs. But 
So that is me being like, I'm going to exercise more. And then I go out and I buy like a new pair of sneakers and I buy some weights in a yoga mat. And then okay. I'm like completed. Like I, I did it. I did, I did the thing and that is not at all it. So they recommend that you can do all these things, but start with what you already have. And then if it becomes a thing, you can buy the $200 pair of sneakers, but they're really not necessary off the bat. Yeah, yeah start small. You don't want to, like, you know, go full in on something if you're not going to stick with it. It's going to just end up being, you're going to be resentful towards it at that point. Yeah, you know? it's going to really, really bum you out. And that was, so we do have, like, some books and movies that we're going to recommend to help you stick with your resolutions if that's something that you want. Um, but so I was also listening, do you know that podcast, Hidden Brain, with Shankar Vedantam? I do. Yeah, he's awesome. But he was kind of talking about resolutions um, and, you know, the idea of why do we even make them if we're going to break them and like little tips to um, to help people. So one of the big things is that if they did like this Google study and there's all these like temporal landmarks really spike when people search like dieting. So like first of the month, people's birthdays, holidays, like that's when everyone's Googling like be a better person. <laughs> Makes sense. Be a better whatever. Um, and that one of the big problems is, is that people tend to look down like immediately on their past selves. So you're like, Michelle last month was such a piece of garbage, but me now. Such a horrible person that uh, that December Michelle. Yes, and now this worst. one's going to be awesome. But you know, if you if you think that your present self is better than your past self, the studies say you are more likely to fail. So you can't really be, you can't do who you want to be versus who you know you are. You're just, because the real you is going to win every time. Whoa. Right? Just getting some philosophy. It's mind-blowing. Yeah. And the little things like make changes that work automatically. Things like take money from your paycheck that goes into your retirement account. So you don't have to like do anything more than once. See, no, that's but a smart one. then you one. succeed. By the end yeah. of the year, you're like, oh, look it. I did something yeah. for a whole year. That's a smart one right there. You should be doing that anyways, actually. You know, putting stuff away if you can. Yeah, but I have things to buy. Well, yeah, that's I true. I have really important <laughs> things to buy. I got, I got my eyes on that Nintendo Switch. Let I, me tell you. I saw that it's a bunch of... Um, like different spice holders in the shape of mountains. And they're really cute. And then the mountain's like full of, of the spice. Are, are they famous literary mountains? <sighs> like, you know, misty mountains, go Lord of the Rings. No. Mountains of madness with Isn't Cthulhu it? behind them. Your mind should be studied. Why? Because I went from Lord of the Rings Sh to... Sh Shanker Vedantam should study you. H.P. Lovecraft. It's a, it's a you know, it's good trip. Mm, it's definitely. I'm, I'm glad I was with you to take it. So the <laughs> last thing that they recommended, and this is weird, and you're not, you're just not going to like it, Jacob, I know this, oh. but um, Ethan Cross, University of Michigan, said that one of the most important things with sticking with your resolutions and motivating yourself is to choose the right pronoun. So when you talk to yourself, like in your head, and you're not like, I need to do this, or... I can succeed, it's that they have found that people are more successful when they use non-first person. So if they're like... The Jacob. Either like, you can do this, you can succeed, or even third person of Jacob has this. Hmm. <laughs> so you really turn into like a Seinfeld episode, basically. Yes, pretty much. You can do it, Jacob. Jacob, you got this. Could I just see you running. Just like being like, way to go, Jacob. You're you know, a great person, Jacob. I don't know. Yeah, I'm like, I kind of questioned that last one because I always was told that, you know, if you talk to yourself, the last thing in the world you want to do is answer yourself. So you don't want to be like talking to yourself in your head. Be like, you know, yeah. running down the street and be like, you can do it, Jacob. And be like, no, I can't. <laughs> People think you're just a psychopath. 
I can't do it. Be quiet. It's true. Then you get in a huge fight. You're such a jerk. You're always putting me down. You look like like uh, Jim Carrey and me, myself, and Irene just oh. screaming at myself. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that movie. That's actually a pretty good movie. It is. Not not inspirational. No, it's not <laughs> but, inspirational. But certainly a movie worth you checking. You don't need to watch that right now, anybody. No. This is funny. not what we're talking about. Um, okay, so we were thinking of some books. We went through a bunch of lists that people recommend to, uh, you know, help with the, the new you in the new year. So we have not read all of these books, but they sound really awesome, and there are a lot that are now added to to my list. So, And, of course, you can pick all of these up at your local library, yes. any branch. Yes. Just head on down. We'll have them for you. Well, no maybe problem. Not, maybe not any branch, but we'll, like, send it. Yeah, we'll get it there. It's, you know, don't worry about that. Oh, we'll get it there. Yeah. You don't even know the ways that we have. We'll just. That's right. We're libraries, there. man. We got books. We know stuff. Look but, at him. Yeah. This is this is how you are today. His scarf is on, thus why Look, it's just extra. I am in a great attitude. mood. I am scarfed up. They added flavored water to the vending machines this week. So Oh, is that right? They are. They have grape and wildberry and I gotta tell you, I couldn't be more excited for that. This is gonna help you stick to drinking more water, less soda? That's right. No Coke Zero. Because now I can actually get, you know, healthy water that doesn't taste like nothing. Which That's is great. a big problem drinking water doesn't taste like anything. That's a good resolution. Drink more water. Yeah, that's a super good one. It's good for your kidneys, and it's free. Something to think about. Okay, we're going to actually change the name of the podcast. It's going to be about all things health, because we are super healthy and know lots of things. But Okay, so uh, here's some books. So first one, this one was recommended for if you really do want to cultivate healthy habits. This book is called Better Than Before, Mastering the Habits of Our Everyday Lives uh, by Gretchen Rubin. She also wrote this book, The Happiness Project, which was pretty popular. Um, and it's a very true phenomenon about how you can go about mastering your habits to better support the kind of life that you want. So, Seems like a good, a good topic for this did, time of year. She did the science, and you just get the benefits of reading it, and that maybe, you know, it will actually stick because it's really hard. It's hard to stick to all that stuff, especially yeah. healthy eating habits. Oh, that reminds me of another book. Hold on, I dropped my paper. I got it. I got it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay. I, um, I could have got it for you. I'm closer. It's just on the ground. Yeah. Oh, way to, way to not offer. No, it's fine. <laughs> We're good. Have you ever heard of the book The Dorito Effect? No. Oh, my gosh. This book is, is absolutely fascinating. I heard about the Cheeto incident, but I never heard about the Dorito no, Effect. No, it's The Dorito Effect. It's The Surprising New Truth About Food and Flavor by uh, Mark Schatzker. And okay, so it's about how we are currently in a food crisis. Obesity has become the leading cause of preventable death um, only after smoking in our country. So, you know, and everything is coming out like sometimes they blame fat and carbs and sugar and wheat and high fructose. It, it, change, it changes every year. It changes all the time. Um, and that it's really that the search for this has been in vain because it's because the food problem that's killing us is not really a nutrient problem. It's a behavioral problem. And it's because of the changing flavors of food. So it's like it's a really crazy thing that I, I'm sure a lot of people don't know about. But ever since the 1940s, the rise of industrial food production, we have been gradually leaching the taste out of what that we grow. But we're also taking these like giant leaps forward in technology where we've created a flavor industry, which is worth billions of dollars, which is where they actually create flavor that they like put onto the food. And I, I saw like a video once about it where they blindfolded people and would have them eat like this plain cracker or something along those lines. And they'd be like, what are you eating? And they're like, oh, hmm. it's, it's this, this, this. And it's not. It's like they spray the flavor 
onto the food. You're, you're making me feel much better about my flavored water, by the way. I mean, it's it's better than what's happening here. But <laughs> so because of this, you know, food is becoming increasingly bland, and then we dress it up with calories and flavor chemicals to make it delicious, and it's really kind of rewired our brains um, for what you know the sort of taste that we desire, and the results are making people really sick. So I think reading this book and having an idea that that's happening uh, is a way to fight it. Yeah. Sounds like information is power. Yeah. You know, I actually have a book related to uh, health as well, like in food and stuff like that. Well, it's not a book. It's a DVD. It's called Hungry for Change. Um, It's a um, DVD and a movie that's about exposing like the way that diet companies and stuff are lying to you in ads and the way that they use to manipulate you to keep coming back. It's basically trying to like open up like the veil on some of the secrets of the diet food industry. Okay. Because it's not exactly as up and up as, you know, one would lead you to believe, you know. People will tell you that, you know, Diet Coke is healthier than regular Coke when every empirical study says they're both terrible just in different ways for you. Yeah, especially did you ever see a video where they put like a nail in a bottle of Coke? And then yep. they watch it over time, and eventually the and, nail dissolves. And I'm a big fan of Coke, too. I was going to say, full I'm disclosure, like, I love soda. It's fabulous. But, yeah, it's a horrifying video to watch. But, like, this one exposes, like, all the way the diet industries, like, you know, gyms and um, health food companies, Weight Watchers and all that, the way they manipulate you to help you at the very min- smallest amount to keep you coming back. It's like to think you're making progress when really it's just kind of you're like a – you're like on a hamster wheel, basically. So it's really sad. Yeah, you know, you know, it is sad. But forget all those people. Just eat more apples and go for more walks. That's what I'm gonna tell myself. <laughs> As cri- someone who's been on a diet since they were 14, no one should take my advice at all. The, the Christian Bale <laughs> machinist diet. That's what you should go for. Oh, that was really terrible. Well, I know that's where it gets. That's I all he did. I hate that movie because he looks so disgusting. Yeah. Well, you know, that's what you get. Don't only eat apples because it doesn't end well. Who else? What was that that war movie where Matt Damon lost all the weight and he had such a small role? And then he ended up, he has like some sort of heart defect now from it. What, Saving Private Ryan? No, 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 no. It was like really, really early. Maybe it had Meg Ryan. Does any of this sound real to you? It does. But Courage Under Fire? Is that a movie? Oh, yeah. I don't know okay. if that's the movie, but we're going to say Okay, it. you know what? That makes sense because he did look very sickly in that movie. Yeah, because I think he was a drug addict in the movie, but he had like it created a hole in his heart or it did something because he uh-huh. lost so much weight in such an unhealthy way. If you listen to some of his statements lately, that hole has only gotten bigger. Oh, Matt. <laughs> I still love you, Matt. Matt but... Damon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sorry. That's a terrible movie. We're going to move ter- on. Don't, don't gonna, tear down that movie. We're going to move on. Um, okay, so things recommended. If you want to be more optimistic in 2018, which, sure, yeah, I do. Yeah, who doesn't? I do. The, the book Hope in the Dark, which is Untold Histories, Wild Possibilities by Rebecca Solnit. Um, and this is more or less a book about optimism and how to find it when it seems like all hope is lost. Um, you know, if you're concerned with the world on a socio-political level or on a personal level, uh, this book could be really helpful because it helps us to keep going with our resolutions and make changes and how to do things differently. Um, and she claims that regardless of the struggles we face, it is all possible. I love that. It's a great message. 
That's a great message. Yeah. I'm no. going to read it. I'm going to read it twice. <laughs> I, need, I think I need it. So another uh, one that I'm going to come back with is one of the library's most popular books. Oh. Uh, it is 48 Laws of Power and Mastery by Robert Greene. You love that book. It, you know, you can't keep it on the shelves here at the library. It's mm-hmm. constantly going out. But, like, it's basically a collection of, you know, philosophies and ideas around from around the world and ways to make your life better. And this guy kind of puts them all together and, like, puts them in one little area, one the book where you can get them all in a one-stop shop. So, Do you remember any of the laws of power? Can I get, like, number 25? Well, I don't know the numbers. <laughs> but, like, you know, it gets into, like, a lot of, like, Sun Tzu kind of stuff, you know. Okay. Like, you know, like, you know. Dress for the job you want is like an example. Like, you know, you have to like exude confidence. You have to exude power if you want people to like treat you that way. Sure. If you come in, you know, looking a little sheepish or, you know, being a little shy or coy, people are going to take you less seriously as opposed to whether you come in and act like you know what you're doing. It's on a lot of like resume tip sites when you're going to go and interview that it's like make sure that you simple things like sit straight, make eye contact. Shake hands, don't like limp wrist your handshake and that kind of stuff. And then you'll meet the goal of finding the better job. We could really, this episode could really change your life. It could. It will. (laughs) By the end of this episode, you're going to be like, I know all about the 48 laws of power and... You can, you can I take learned it up with Jacob. What I'm sure is going to be an amazingly awesome joke at the very end. So you get. You'll know. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. Um, okay, <laughs> rumors, how about. Rumors and innuendo. This was a resolution I made in 2016, and I did not keep for one day. But I, I did download an app to help me. So I'm also going to read this. <laughs> what <book>. else could <laughs> you have done? <laughs> That's all you can I do. I fall into all the traps. But it is if you want to meditate and you don't know where to start. And um, so they recommend the book, The Miracle of Mindfulness, which is an introduction to the practice of meditation by Thich Nhat Hanh. And. It's everything I've read about it is that it's a really beautiful lucid guide by a Zen master, and he offers anecdotes and practical exercise as a means of learning skills of mindfulness and you know how to be awake and be fully aware. So mm. yeah. you're gonna get yourself woke reading that book. I just I feel like I need to incorporate meditation into my life so that. I'm not sometimes as anxious and crazy hmm. as I can I be. I don't think you're crazy, Michelle. Thank anxious, you. possibly. Well, you I'm should not, know. I'm, I'm not going to let you know. I'm faking it all the time. I'm not going to let you know what <laughs> if I think you're anxious or not, though. I'll leave it a mystery. Wow, that's that was weird, and I'm not even sure he's getting at there. But what do you no, got for us? She'll you'll figure it out in the re-listen. So, oh, no. <laughs> so the next one I'm going to go with actually is another book, Meditations, but this one is a different source. I'm going with Meditations by Marcus Aurelius, who was a former emperor of Rome. Oh, he was the one. Yeah, famous for uh, the movie Gladiator. Gets <gasps> Richard Harris, yeah. so good. Fabulous performance in that movie for his limited time. Um, but it's basically a collection of his writings and works, um, stuff that he wrote to himself, his own diaries. It's basically... <clears throat> For people, everybody knows the Emperor Rome at the time would be the most powerful man in the world. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's a book about the guy who is the most powerful man in the world, who's constantly berating himself about how ways he can be better at being the be- um, biggest, most powerful man in the world. Ways that he can be more just, ways that he can be more, uh, you know, get more wisdom, um, that he can make his life better for the rest of the people in Rome. Um, so if you're ever looking for a guy who has all the power in the world but is not looking to, you know, not looking to just use it for himself, that's um, looking to use his power to make everybody better, this is one of the ones to check out. And it's okay. a good way to, 
kind of get yourself psyched up and like, you know, there's all even you're never done making yourself a better person. So I wonder if it's a hard read. Like, it's, I wonder if it's dry or unfortunately, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's a little dry, it's probably but... really, you know, dry back then because that's just how they wrote. But yeah, the message behind it is going to be timeless. You know, good stuff. So okay. check that one out. OK, great. So let's see. I have a couple more here. Uh, so recommended if you want to overcome some self-doubt. Be, you know, much more confident you in 2018. I recommend the book, uh, You Are a Badass, How to Stop Doubting Your Greatness and Start Living an Awesome Life by Jen Sincero. And the philosophy behind the book is pretty simple. You can do what you want. And part of that is just about banishing self-doubt. You know, there can be some cringeworthy moments because that does Mm. happen in self-help books. But there's no denying that you can pick up really good pointers on how to get things done and how to move forward. So go grab it. See, that's the problem with self-help books. Sometimes they can be a little like, I don't know. I don't want to Well, I think it's tough that. because they have to be general. And if you're looking for something specific or, you know, you like a message del- delivered in a certain way that's most effective to you, you can't get that from one book. I think you kind of have to read a few things and find what works for you. Oh, all right, cool. Sure. Um, I'm going to go with my next one, uh, Lies My Teacher Told Me by James okay. Lowen. <laughs> okay. So this one, um, this is just a book that's going to help change uh, the way you perceive things. Too many people, and it's a big problem nowadays, people take things too much at face value. They immediately accept just whatever narrative that they're giving. Mm-hmm. They never go any deeper than the first or last thing that they heard. They don't get other sources. They just kind of automatically assume that whatever they just saw, of course the person's going to be honest and they're not going to give a biased opinion at yeah. all. So what this book teaches you is that you should always question everything just don't automatically assume something's true it's very possible that it is true but don't automatically assume it is until you go ahead and do your own research like there's nothing wrong with asking questions come down to the library we'll help you find the answers it's just the place for that kind of thing it's almost (laughs) like it's designed for that almost um but yeah it's just it's there to teach you that you can you know don't just accept everything like do your own research. Find out for yourself. You're going to feel better about yourself, be more informed, and that's that's better for everybody. So, okay. Lies my teacher told me. Check it out. I love that. So this one, I wouldn't normally recommend. I don't know a lot about it, but once I started reading about it and realized that the world was obsessed with it, this is something if you're looking to improve your relationship, the book The Five Love Languages, The Secret to Love That Lasts by Gary Chapman. Now... I'd be like, well, what's, what's Mr. Chapman here know about love? <laughs> but considering that over 11 million copies have been sold and it was a number one New York Times bestseller for eight years running, I'm going to assume that there's there's some real good information in Seems it. Seems like it's probably got some stuff in there people are enjoying. Yeah, I think it's a lot of the idea like falling in love is easy, but staying in love is the challenge. And, you know, tips on how to keep your relationship fresh, um, you know, in the face of there's demands and conflicts and boredom and things like that and how to work around it. So, yeah, Dr. Gary Chapman and his proven approach to showing and receiving love that will help you experience, you know, a richer relationship with your partner. And it, I guess it really reflects the complexities of relationships today. So it's, you know, it's not vague. It's really in it. He knows what's up. Yeah. He's a relationship doctor, yo. He knows what he knows the deal. We made it through. Get up in there. <laughs> That's good. Um, well, okay, I'm gonna got one more for you then. Okay. Um, w- this one is very popular. Like it's always on all the libraries' request lists. So, um, when breath becomes air, 
by Paul Calanti. I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name. That's like super depressing. It is super depressing, but like you know, life is super depressing. So it's it's giving you a different wow. perspective on it. Okay. Just like they, um, but yeah. It's a book about how this guy, he's 36 years old. He spent his whole life as a doctor. He just becomes a neurosurgeon, you know, gets through everything. He's about to have this awesome life. And then he's diagnosed with stage four lung cancer, straight up Breaking Bad style. So he is basically is forced to, you know, examine his life. And like now that what he's been striving for his entire life, you know, unfortunately, he's not going to be able to do that. He has to figure out like what isn't going to make his life actually meaningful in like the last time that he has left. So it's basically a guy looking at the end of his life and trying to decide like what can I do to make what I have left meaningful to me yeah. and my family. So All it's right. a good way to look at it. Like you know, sometimes you have to look at it by somebody who is at the end to be able to. No, look, I know. Look this at your is own just going to make me stuff. feel bad that I'm complaining that I can't eat donuts every day to be healthy, and this poor guy. So. I'm going to read that and I'm going to cry a lot. Thanks, Jacob. That's, you know, different areas, you know. Your donuts are big. It's not, you know, that one. At least he didn't start cooking meth, so that's good. Yeah, it is good that it's not real life Breaking Bad. Way to to put it in perspective, (laughs) Jacob. Hey, it's what I do. (laughs) As long as life doesn't devolve into a Breaking Bad situation. (laughs) You're already one up. Yeah, we're good. You're already one up. Okay, so a couple of DVDs to recommend. So what do we got here? Okay. Let's say you want to spend more time with your family. Maybe that was one of your resolutions. All right, let's I say would that. suggest watching the movie Boyhood. Did you see that? No. Is, the that, the, is that the one where they like film it over like 20 years or something? Yes. It, I think it was like 15 years or something. But they literally filmed it over this 15 years something period of time following the same boy. So it is a fiction movie, but you really do get to watch him grow. And it shows the complexities and the absolute beautifulness of a family and you know growing together so i think you know that'd be a good one yeah, i never saw that one oh, except for so best good. picture last year so yeah i really loved it i think some people found it kind of boring because not a lot happens because it's just like real it's a richard, <laughs> it's a real richard linklater movie nothing really happens in those movies yeah but i really love his movies i loved all those before sunset the, oh, before sunrise movies yeah but you know nothing, nothing happens in them they're good movies they're just you know not uneventful well, nothing relationships unfold jacob that's something the whole story of beyond before sunset doesn't that all happen in all three movies over the course of like six hours for the whole thing it's like a day but you learn so much about the person those are really great too you should go check those out go check check the before sunrise movies um i think i've talked about this movie before but i really love it but if maybe your resolution was to spend more time outdoors i suggest watching wild um, the one that's based on the book by Cheryl Strayed, where is that the uh, the Reese Witherspoon? Movie? Yeah, where she okay. walks the Pacific Crest Trail. Um, even though her struggle, she's struggling throughout, and it's a really arduous journey. It makes you want to do it, like just to kind of be out in nature and to reconnect with yourself and your environment. And I think it's fantastic. So it's a book too, but I really, I really loved the movie. What else do I got here? Oh, how about this? I think you'll totally agree with this, Jacob. If you want to be better at relationships, in my opinion, you should watch The Notebook. Oh, boy. And then you will know that to be the best man you can be, you will grow a beard and buy, build a house for the woman that you love. Boom. L- listen, I've had, perfect my, advice. I have had my issues with Ryan Gosling many <laughs> times on this show. And The Notebook does not help his case at all. The notebook. It, I gotta admit, I did cry at the end because I'm human. You well, there you go. Why you acting like it wasn't an affecting movie and you cried? 
you watch The Notebook and try not to cry. <laughs> that movie I, is designed <laughs> to make you cry at the end. It's actually just mean how much it makes you cry. Uh, not yeah, The Notebook was an all right movie. Not my favorite. You know, I like Rachel McAdams and Ryan Gosling, so that helped. But yeah, I was trying to think of movies that where the person it's like a really strong relationship. Granted, they're not together for a ton of it, but mostly I just like that he builds her house. So what do you that. want? <laughs> Please don't don't do scenes from the movie, Jacob. No one deserves that. Um, I, I got one quick one then. Sure. Um, it's a uh, is this on HBO? I'm watching it. You know, um, it's a Simon Pegg movie. It's called Run, Fat Boy, Run. Kind of an older oh, I never flick. Saw it. Um, pretty decent one. It's about uh, Simon Pegg plays a guy who lost his family because you know he's kind of selfish jerk, thinking only about himself. Mm-hmm. Um, later on, you know, he's kind of like a overweight schlub kind of dude living in England. Um, his wife, his, um, ex fiance and their kid are, she's got a new, um, boyfriend and stuff. So he's kind of getting jealous of that dude. Um, the guy's a marathon runner. So Simon Pegg decides or offhandedly is like, oh, I can prove I'm the better guy. So I was like, I'm going to run the marathon too. And it's basically a whole movie about him trying to train to run a marathon in under three weeks. Oh, no. And um, <laughs> basically uh, what it teaches him and like his, how he's trying to change his life, his relationship with his kid, with his ex basically with his friends and family. It's, you know, an inspirational kind of movie. And that sounds great. Yeah, it's written by Simon Pegg and Michael Ian Black, so it's, you know, it's a comedy. Okay, so I'll make sure. Definitely that, one to check out. I'll make sure that we have that so everybody can get it. Okay, and then, because I really, I wish I could mention this movie in every episode. I feel like I've snuck it in a couple times, but I feel if you want to feel more confident in 2018, just get down here and check out Working Girl, because from the first, like, five minutes of the movie, you already start to feel empowered. Right? Oh, uh, yeah. It does it. You're like, working nine to five. That's the wrong movie. (laughs) You disgust me. Why do you do that to me? You do it just to upset me. (laughs) Check it out, though. Working Girl, good movie. Melanie Griffiths. And maybe, like, what about Catch Me If You Can? That's a good um, self-confidence movie. I mean, he's the most Unwanted confidence. Yeah, that's one thing to say about Frank Abagnale. Self-confident person, I think, ever. So yeah, I will. That's one way to put it. I'll yeah. tell you that much. <laughs> but all of these movies and all of these books can be found down to your local library. So make sure to come down to your local branch, check it out. Don't forget to also follow the Buffalo and Erie County Public Library on Facebook and Twitter. Yes, we are on both of those, and check out our website. Yeah, all that stuff is great. And then also, please, if you like us, follow us. You can do so on SoundCloud, and you can subscribe on iTunes. And if you do, if you could rate us, that's great. It helps other people find us. And thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah. We're all going to be better people now. All right. Okay. Wait, Jacob, hold on. One more thing I'd like to add to this. This is is an important question. And I'm excited to ask you it. Um, <laughs> sorry, give me a second to compose myself. Oh, this is, that's always a good sign. <laughs> what did the surfer say to the librarian? Uh, what did they say? Is my book overdued? <laughs> he dropped the mic, he's gone. Jacob's gone, so I guess it's just me here to say thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Take it easy.